your positive, positive, positive imprint. Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, welcome back to Your Positive Imprint, where every imprint means something to someone. What's your PI? Well, I'm Catherine, your host, and you can find me at yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can also sign up for email updates from me. Please leave positive reviews and don't forget to hit that positive button and subscribe to this podcast. Well, I'm here in Moscow, Idaho, with Jackie Carter, who has started the first repair cafe in Idaho. We are continuing the discussion as this is part two of this podcast. And we're going to go back to Jackie and listen to the Right to Repair Movement explanation. Thank you for listening. The Right to Repair Movement, do you know what that is? Please tell me. It was started, I'm not sure how long ago, I haven't really done my homework on this, but it's the idea that... uh, So there are manufacturers out there, they have this uh, policy that, you know, if something goes wrong, like with your iPhone or your, your your iPad or something, you are not allowed to fix it. You have to take it to them and they will repair it or replace the part, whatever, at a big cost to you. But if you attempt to do it yourself or get someone to do it, then it voids your warranty. You know, people are okay with that until they stop and think, well, I own this. I paid a lot of money for this. It's mine, and I should be able to do what I want with it. Why can't I do this? And so there's been this pushback, and I I don't know how many times there have been, I I guess, legislations. But the, the companies keep pushing back, and it just goes back and forth, and nobody, it doesn't seem to be getting anywhere, but... uh, well, so it's making progress. Are the so are the warranties? Are they put in place to provide jobs, or are they not? I think it's. I mean, I really doubt it. <laughs> I think it's probably more just financial reasons for the companies. They make more money if they get to do it themselves, and then they can charge you. And you know, you find out that if you take something to uh, it's going to cost you, you know, $75 to fix. But if you fixed it yourself or took it to someone else, it might be 10 or $15. So that's the whole point. It's like they want to make the money off of it. All right, so you started this in, well, you started it in the summer. Mm-hmm. You were able to launch your first event in October. Mm-hmm. So you said not very many people showed up, but did what kinds of things did you fix? Oh, several lamps. So elaborate so oh. is it the sewing on the shade? no like you know it doesn't work anymore it doesn't turn on so it might need to be rewired or oh, okay. it might need I don't I think there was one that was at least one that was I mean a lot of older lamps too but newer I don't know something just didn't work in it they flicker I know that some of mine right flicker and, and it, I think it's just a loose connection or whatever right. I don't know anything about that but uh, they were able to fix I think every lamp that got brought in and in fact, I think almost everything that was brought in that day was repaired. So yeah, somebody brought in a an old KitchenAid mixer that had been her mother's, and it squeaked. And I think the person working on it had never looked at one of these KitchenAid mixers before, but he was able to take it apart and figure out what was wrong with it. And I think that's most of, you know, if people just realize that they, they just need to take some time and do a little research 
they can probably fix things themselves, but I think we're, we're afraid to do that because I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. So that's kind of what we're for is people to bring something in. It's like, I really want this fixed because it was my mom's or my grandmother's or whatever, but I don't think I can do it. Can you help me? And uh, so part of, part of what we try to do is kind of enable people, give them that, uh, a, a new skill set, like uh, the confidence to look at something and say, so I they might don't be able just to drop fix it this. off. They'll actually sit there. We try to make it interactive so that, you know, I can fix this for you, but watch me or here, you try this and I'll show you how to do it. And then the next time you have something like this at home, maybe you can give it a try. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. And it, it people come away with like a, you know, maybe some confidence that will allow them to to try it on their own next time instead of just mindlessly tossing it. Okay. So it's not all glass and knickknacks. It's a lot of appliances, A actually. lot of appliances. Um, there were some uh, clothing things that brought, got brought in. Um, like I said, socks that needed to be darned. There was uh, somebody brought in. Her, it was right before Halloween, and she was trying to make a Halloween costume, and she wasn't a sewer at all, and so she needed help with a certain part of it and so they helped her and yeah and the the, the gluing station was amazingly popular because <laughs> like I said but this little boy came in with a, a retractable um, tape measure and it didn't retract anymore oh and so my husband was working at the gluing station so he sat down and he's like I don't know how these things work but he popped it open and saw the spring inside and he was able to figure out how it worked and he he fixed it and rewound it and glued it back together and it worked oh, well that's nice so i mean it's stuff like that you know it's like and now that but it can that be fixed child <laughs> he was so happy we have, I have a great picture of him just holding oh. it like this <laughs> well that child who knows what the imprint is your husband mm -hmm. made on him he may end up wanting to do all sorts mm -hmm. of tinkering himself or yeah. even open a shop someday when he gets older <laughs> because of that imprint, yeah. which would be wonderful. <laughs> so imprints just, it started in, in Amsterdam. Right. And it grew to you. So these positive imprints are just, I love it. I really love the, the global imprint that people are making. And it's fun to find you all and to <laughs> uncover these stories. So is there anything else that um, you wanted? Oh, you know, you're here at the library. Mm -hmm. And I saw outside, and I, I, I'm thinking I know what it is, but I want you to tell me. On the trees, you have mittens and hats hanging down. Mm -hmm. So are those for people who can't afford what it would tell me what that is. What so the that's called does. the Chase the Chill program, and uh, chase I chase the chill. Chase okay. the chill, and I honestly, I'm not the person that that uh, heads this up, but, but the library does it. The library does it, but it's also like a. I'm not sure if it's just our community or if it's bigger than that. There are several places in town that do this, where people can donate uh, new items like gloves and hats and scarves and coats and things like that. And then they are available for anybody who needs them. Oh, and so just you just put them outside. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's a nice way to do it because people who might have uh, that sense of dignity who might not want to ask right. Right. can come by. can just, you know. Or you look now at the shutdown of the United States government. Right. And I know that there's a lot of people hurting. There was someone that we met 
uh, earlier and he was needing to go find places because he lives by paycheck. So yeah, it, it, everything that people do in a positive way affects others in a great positive imprint way. So what is there something else that you wanted to add to our discussion or a little great conversation? Just uh, there's this I have this concept that I think most people maybe aren't familiar with because, like I said, we've been programmed to just to see everything as being disposable. But there's actually a thing called planned obsolescence, which is when something is manufactured, it's designed to fail within a couple of years so that the consumer is forced to replace it. Um, you know, everybody remembers, it's like, well, my mom's vacuum cleaner Lasted worked 30 for years. 30 years or whatever, but mine has only been five years and I need a new one already. So we've just sort of taken that for granted. That's just how it is. Things, they don't make them like they used to. And there's a reason for that. They don't because it's not as lucrative. So is it a movement? You said planned. It's not a movement. It's just, it's a thing. It's a, it's a, a manufacturing mindset. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's it's a thing that they do. They intentionally make things so that they aren't uh, they don't last as long. And so the consumer is forced to replace it and to spend more money. And I think I I think no matter what where you are uh politically or financially, what scale you're on, we can all agree that Saving money is a good thing and not having to spend money, you know, replacing something all the time. Everybody wants something that is reliable. They want to purchase something and know that it's going to work and going, they can rely on it for the next 20 years. So that would be a great thing. So, And when you think about it, things used to come with, more things used to come with a lifetime guarantee. Now very you have to few, pay for the warranty. Very, right. And it's only two, three, five years. Very few things are a lifetime guarantee anymore. If you pay a little bit more for that, I think people don't mind knowing that, you know, I, I bought this really expensive knife or whatever, and that's okay because if it ever breaks or it doesn't work, I can, I heard good things about this company, they will replace it for free. So you get what you pay for, I guess. Well, that's interesting. Do you like doing the... Repair cafe. I do. I it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I am kind of bowled over by the support and the enthusiasm that I've encountered. Just I mean, just my coworkers alone, but just the the community and my volunteers are have been amazing. They're all. I I just I can't believe people are willing to give up that much of their free time and say yes I want to do this and they're really excited Isn't that about wonderful? it. It is wonderful and it's, I, it's their own and it's their positive imprint. Right, exactly, and it's their way of of you know giving back and sharing their knowledge. One resource that I would like to tap for volunteers, I think that uh, maybe the retirement community. You know, you have that oh, group yes. of people who, a lot of them maybe have those skills, you know. I mean, maybe they weren't a repair person before, but they knew how to fix a lamp or a vacuum cleaner or whatever because they, oh, yeah, that's something they just did. And they have that knowledge that they can they can share, and they have the time to do it and probably the enthusiasm. 
Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The university might be a resource. Teachers, and which, not that they're not busy, but like uh, maybe shop teachers or people that are specialized, you know, I don't know. That's probably not true. I don't know. I have all these ideas for resources. Yeah. Well, this is exciting, and I wish you a lot of luck, which you don't need. You already have this backing so. <laughs> from, from the wonderful yeah. community. I hope it goes well. I'm not sure what to expect tomorrow. I'm sort of... Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I will be there. Listen to some of your volunteers (laughs) as they're fixing things. And I just think that will be exciting for the listeners to hear also, is to hear the positive imprint as it's taking place there. And I so much appreciate you taking the time. For doing this. Yeah, Jackie. Good for you that you (laughs) read the little piece on your Facebook and ran after the Repair Cafe because you are the only one in Idaho at this time, and hopefully others will follow suit. So, Jackie, thank you for your positive imprint. Thank you. Well, I was able to spend a little bit of time over at the Repair Cafe event, and I met some new friends, and I heard their stories about the items they were having repaired, and I also met other people who were sharing their positive imprints. What's your PI? We are here at the Repair Cafe, and Tammy is sitting here with a beautiful green... It's, it's a lady, actually. It looks fairly old. It's glass. Mm-hmm. And you had it repaired. So tell me about this. This uh, dish was something that my grandmother had had since she was really young. And I acquired it when she passed away. And recently she was beheaded. And, <laughs> and it was really great because they were able to put her head back on and she looks as good as new. She does. You can't even tell that they did anything no. on there. No, it was beautiful. And I also had a, a zipper repaired that I thought I was going to have to totally repa- replace the zipper, but instead she was able to just replace the pole. And it, you know, that's just pennies to do something like that. So that was really fascinating and exciting. Oh, and so did you learn any, anything yeah, from watching? So maybe you yeah. can do some things? Absolutely. I learned that, you know, just because a zipper splitting doesn't necessarily mean that it should be tossed away or that the garment should be tossed away. It, maybe it's just the pole, and it was as simple as that. Oh, cool. So, so you have excited. your dish back, and you use this dish, actually. Uh-huh. I do. Yeah, yeah, great. And then your jacket. Yes. Well, Tammy, thank you so much. Thank you. So Dale is here, and he is having something repaired, and we're, I'm going to have Dale tell us all about it. Well, I have a paper shredder here that uh, will run in reverse but wasn't running forward. So this kind gentleman, Corey, here is fixing it for me. And how, how's it going? Are you it's, able to? It's, it's, uh, it's fixed? It's not fixed to original, but it's fixed to be operational. Well, that's a good thing. Yes, yeah. it is. You don't have to replace it. That's right. That was my goal, not to have to replace it. I have Corey here, and he's one of the volunteers, and we just would love to hear what Corey does. You're here to volunteer, and what do you do aside from this? Well, I'm, I'm a mechanic, and I've spent uh, most of my career uh, as uh, working on cars, and then I went to Alaska, and I was a diesel mechanic, and uh, got tired of traveling, so I'm a motorcycle mechanic here, but uh, uh, on, my, on the side, I have a shop, and I do uh, machining and fabrication, but I've always loved to tear things apart and uh, fix things, and uh, so when I heard about this, I wanted to um, tear other people's stuff apart and fix it, <laughs> and uh, so here I am doing that, and it's actually going good. I was, I was kind of, I wasn't, I wasn't very optimistic that I was going to be able to actually repair things, and I just find broken things and say you need parts or 
you know. But so far, I've actually uh, fixed everything basically. Um, maybe not to uh, have all functions, but but to function enough for the people that what they want and they're happy. So. Um, well, that's great that you're volunteering. That's a wonderful positive imprint for the community. Yeah. That you provide your skills. Right. In this manner. Well, yeah, and and, and I'm pro. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't want things to be thrown away. I'd rather keep reusing things. And, uh, uh, it's just a, it's a shame to see some of the stuff thrown away that's easily fixed. And, and you've been fixing things, and you're doing a great job. And thank you so much for your positive imprint. Corey. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I am here with Jennifer, and she has some jewelry that means quite a bit to her. And I heard you say something about three years. Yes. Well, I mean, I have one piece that is just um, a lovely, kind of cheap, but lovely necklace that I bought in a Chicago thrift store, and I loved the piece and wore it a lot, and then the bottom kind of came apart, and it's been sitting broken in my jewelry box for about three years. <laughs> so when I saw this, um, this workshop advertised, I got pretty excited, and in fact, Jackie can tell you, I was just taking pictures of her because I'm so excited. <laughs> she said, you're going to do what? I said, I'm going to take pictures. <laughs> I put it on Facebook because this is wonderful. And I have a piece that was um, sentimental. My daughter received um, this necklace when she was in my, um, my husband's son's wedding. And that broke. So it's going to be really exciting to have oh, that piece. Oh, that is sweet. I'm also going to take a couple pictures for the website. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, yeah. this is a beautiful piece, and it sat in your drawer for three years, yes. doing nothing. And now it's going to have a second life. So, I'm very happy. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yes. So I was just talking about doing a back stitch, which is a really strong um, hand stitch that's really good for if you're going to make a seam that's going to take a lot of wear. And so I'm just pulling. I'm just going up. This I'm starting with the thread up top. And I'm going behind, like to the right and sort of back behind the stitch I just came, the place I just came up, and then ahead a stitch length in front of it. So I'm kind of making two stitches at once. So I'm creating the space for two stitches at once. And so you teach skills when folks come in. Um, yes, I think the idea behind the repair cafe is is to, is to help people repair things. And I think people can certainly just say, "Can you fix this?" But I think the idea is to show, show people how to do things so that they can do them themselves, so that the idea is that it spreads and we can all teach each other, which I think is a really exciting thing. So yeah, so I like that too. Like people aren't just dropping their things off and leaving and coming back, which is fine too. It's great too. And that's why we have cobblers and things like that. But in this case, because especially because they're pretty simple repairs, we want people to know that that's an okay thing to do and you don't have to throw something out because it ripped in a spot and you're just like, I have no idea what to do next. So I think teaching people that it's really pretty easy and people have been doing this for thousands of years makes it... Um, takes away some of the intimidation and makes it possible to just kind of tackle it yourself and, and ask questions if you need to. Awesome, and you're volunteering your time. Both of, both of you are volunteering. Oh, no, uh, I'm uh, learning. Oh, you're, so you're teaching yes. her Yeah, I'm now. the volunteer, I yes. I thought you were teaching her, but I, I didn't want to interrupt when I came Oh, yeah, up. no, 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 I'm so, so glad that you did. So you're teaching her to do yes, her she's, Yes, she's, she has a lot of skills already, but we were just talking about that particular stitch, which is a really useful stitch to try. And so, yes, I'm a volunteer um, here. I'm actually uh, the chair of the library board, of the board of the oh, Lake okay. County Library District. And that's not why I'm here. I'm here because I love to mend things. I've always loved to mend things since I was a little girl. Like I was, I used to mend my tights when I was like eight years old, and um, 
and I just really love the idea of like pitching in and helping and sort of showing people how to do things and kind of demystifying that because I think for a lot of people it is kind of like any skill you don't know about it seems like a huge mystery and I want it to not seem like a huge mystery I want it to be kind of like oh that's an easy thing and I can do that so um, and you have personality to sit and teach somebody. I'm very bouncy too. yes I'm a <laughs> and it's Rochelle Rochelle yes Rochelle. yes and I'm a librarian as well as being on the library board and so I um, so I spend all day help t showing people how to find things and showing people how to do things so I have that a lot of that in my personality I'm very demonstrating so it's helpful to well, you have uh, a to do so. all around and oh, then you're well, learning you. here um, the craft yes. so you can sew your own and then you don't yes. have to go out and yeah and a new. great a great thing that I think Rochelle's teaching me is how to do something in a quality way like there's a lot of intuitive ways to men but actually being able to uh, be able to do that properly and with some sort of skill is something I've never learned so I really appreciate her time and oh, teaching that's awesome yeah. hopefully it's all so there's many more quality ways going up, up and up and up, and I'm kind of in the middle, but that's, that's fine. That's all you need to wear, to wear your jeans again, so it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of crotch holes here, yeah, so. Yes, we're both wearing crotch holes, because that's a point of great stress in a person's pants, so. Well, I'm glad you're getting your favorite pairs of jeans mended. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so, so much. much. Thank you for coming out and talking. Hi to the podcast people, because I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> So Rochelle, any thoughts that you have regarding the uh, repair cafe? Um, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, I just, I really think it's really it's important for lots of reasons. I think this is a really important event in terms of community, in, in terms of people teaching, in terms of people feeling like and learning, and people feeling like we live in this world of material items, and we spend so much of our time digitally, we spend so much of our time online, um, and for people to really want to put their hands on things and actually make. Even that tiny difference in how things are in the actual world is a really amazing thing and, and something that we really need as an antidote to staring at screens so much. And I also think it's super important environmentally. There's a lot of conversation about fast fashion, about the unsustainability of the, of the, tech, of te the textile industry and of fashion, um, and of people just being encouraged to just buy clothes and throw them away and buy them and throw them away. And I know that Americans, in terms of the clothing station, the clothing part of the repair cafe, although I think it applies to all the different things people are fixing here today, we're so encouraged to just throw it away when it doesn't work anymore. And that's obviously deeply unsustainable for the earth. It's terrible for the planet. Um, and I want people to know that there's an alternative to that and that there is no stigma attached to fixing your clothes, for example. A lot of people, a lot of people, their grandparents, for example, who maybe or great-grandparents who went through the Great Depression, when there was a lot of stigma around having a patch on your clothes because it was a sign that you were poor. Um, and the idea that that is now, we're changing that conversation, not just us here, but people, menders around the world and menders online are saying it, what matters more is keeping clothes in circulation and using up fewer of the Earth's resources and learning to love the clothes you have and learning to have a relationship with the clothes you have as opposed to like, oh, these, this, that's done, on to the next thing. I like having a relationship with my clothes. I think that's, I like, I, you know, everybody has favorite sweaters or favorite jeans and I want that relationship to last as long as possible. And I think it's, but I think it's also super important for sustainability, um, for um, honoring the workers who created these clothes in the first place, whether oh, that's in America or whether that's in Bangladesh or somewhere else in the world, having some responsibility, some sense of the responsibility we have to for those people who maybe don't have safe working conditions, what it's like for them as people who are manufacturing not just our clothes, but all of the material culture around us. Um, and I think being responsible stewards of the materials once we have them is a way of honoring all those people down the line. Whether you spent like $500 on a beautiful cashmere sweater or whether you spent 20 bucks at Old Navy buying a t-shirt, you can still fix that thing. 
and I believe in th no matter where it comes along in the fashion chain, it's a good idea to fix it. Um, even if it was the kind of thing that they that the company thought you would throw away. I'm like, I'm not throwing. Like, you maybe thought I was gonna throw that away after six months. It's been 16 years and I'm still wearing it, which is <laughs> and it's true. I have a lot of really old T-shirts in my house. Yeah. Well, I, I um, really, so, yeah. so I really like what you said about being responsible with what we have, but also your words, mm. truly words of a positive imprint and words of wisdom as to the respect we want to give to those who worked at Right, who, who made our clothes in the first place, yeah. yes, well, however much or little we spent on them. And, that's, and a lot of menders around the world are having this conversation, so I'm certainly not inventing any of this. There's so many people talking about this, but if people who haven't thought about it before, who might listen to your podcast but not a mending website because they just don't know it's there, I want to make sure as many people know about that and think about that as possible. And that you can mend your own stuff. It's great. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're so much, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Break your throwaway habit, get inspired, grab some friends and start a repair cafe anywhere in the world. Go to my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, where you can learn more about this episode, repair cafe, and see some pictures. You can also sign up for my email updates. Music by Chris Knoll. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint, and please leave positive reviews. And hit that positive button and subscribe to this podcast, Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Subscribe now.